If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Glory UJ Podcast. I'm Tyler, and Curtis has left me hanging today. Uh, nah, he had some family stuff pop up the last second, and since it's Thursday, I had to go ahead and record this show solo, or we just wouldn't have a new show up for your end-of-the-week enjoyment. But it's all good, because I have you covered here today on the podcast, and today, I'm going to flip the script a little bit for one show and talk some baseball, and a few other spring sports as well. Uh, if you haven't been paying attention this season, I know a lot of you have, but if, if baseball is not necessarily a thing, or if college baseball is not your thing... Uh, this team is on a roll, uh, and let's be real, this team has saved head coach Scott Strickland's job this season uh, in his fifth year. Right now, uh, the Diamond Dogs sit at 34-14 and 14 overall, second place in the SEC, only behind number one Florida, who is just insanely good. Um, we have a 15-9 conference record, and perhaps most importantly, we currently have the number four RPI ranking in the country, and uh, if you know anything about how the baseball postseason is set up. They rely heavily on the RPI rating system, even more so than college basketball does. And uh, we have a huge two-week stretch to end the season. We're at number one Florida this weekend, starting on Friday, and hosting number six Arkansas next weekend. So if there is ever a time to discuss some regular season baseball, now is that time. But before we get into all of that, I do just want to remind everyone out there that you can follow us on Twitter, at Glory underscore UGA. Love to hear your thoughts on everything we're discussing here today on the show and anything else that you may have on your mind. I also want to make sure everyone knows where you can find the show of course, you can find us on DollarSportsRadio.com. We got started there a couple years back. Uh, a bunch of great Georgia content. Also, a bunch of other teams as well. You can check out some national stuff as well at DollarSportsRadio.com. You can download the DollarSportsRadio internet app straight to your smartphone if that's a little easier for you. If you prefer SoundCloud or iTunes, you can definitely find us there. And you can also find us on the Stitcher and TuneIn apps. Uh, we really appreciate everyone who has taken time to uh, give us a little rating review. We, that, we really appreciate it. Uh, I know it's a small thing, but it really helps us out here on the show. So if you haven't done so and you get a little extra time on your hands, you're sitting there with nothing else to do, uh, we'd really appreciate it if you give us just a quick rating review uh, for our show. Uh, and All right, guys, so let's go ahead and get into today's show. And we're just going to start with this. Right now, this baseball team, and as we're wrapping up the regular season, I'm really not sure that we can overstate just how important these next two weekends are for the Diamond Dogs. We are already clearly in the postseason. Like that's not a question anymore. Like we are we are a postseason team. That's happening. But right now, we've got bigger stakes out there. We are not only fighting to host a regional. But right now, we are really seriously in contention for a national C where we would potentially host a sub-regional if we get past the regional. Uh, right now, if you look at some of the, the publications out there that project these things, Baseball America has us projected to be the number seven national seed. Uh, and Division One Baseball.com, D1Baseball.com, has us projected to be the number four national seed. A little bit, a little bit even higher there. 
Uh, but really, a lot of that hinges on how we perform over the next two weekends against two, I mean, really, guys, these are two elite, especially Florida, two elite top 10 baseball teams. Uh, we could absolutely maintain our spot here uh, as a team that could potentially get a national seed or play ourselves out uh, of a national seed. And, and, hey, I mean, it's possible if we get swept in both series and a couple other things happen, depends on what other teams do along the way here these last couple weekends. I mean, if, but if we have a horrible, horrible stretch here and get swept against Florida and Arkansas, we might even play ourselves out of hosting a regional. Uh, but after Tuesday's sixth straight victory, uh, against Georgia Tech, locked up a sweep of the Yellow Jackets in Atlanta, uh, which was awesome for us. Really helped us out there. We had a great not outside of uh, an early season swing to Charleston, where we just were disastrous. Lose four to five games there. Lose, get swept by uh, at College of Charleston. Lose one to Charleston Southern and able to to salvage one game against Citadel. That was just a horrible swing for us. Outside of that, uh, we've had a really great non conference schedule or non conference slate here. Uh, we beat Clemson's a top ten team. We swept the season series with them. So if you look at how we play the non-conference and where we are in the RPI, I think if we can go two and four in these next two series uh, at Gainesville and back home against Arkansas, uh, and maybe even if we go one and five, maybe even if we go one and five, that depends on what everyone else around us does. It's in contention for uh, hosting a regional. Uh, we should still potentially be in position to host a regional. So to, definitely, if, if we go two and four, I still feel pretty strongly about us hosting a regional. If you go one in five, it'd be a little bit more precarious, but I still think we, we've put ourselves in solid position through what we've done the entire year with our resume. And the way that works is the top 16 teams nationally host a regional. There's 64 teams. You've got top 16, uh, four teams in each regional, uh, and uh, that's kind of how it gets set up from there. So now getting a national seed, that's a little bit of a different story for us right now. If the season ended like today, we'd almost certainly be a national seed, which are the top eight seeds. And that's really important because the top eight seeds, if you're not sure exactly how this works, uh, the top eight seeds in college baseball are guaranteed to host a super regional, which is the, uh, the two, basically what you have after the regional tournaments. Uh, so we're, if we were the top eight, we'd be guaranteed to host a super regional if we win our regional. So I, for me to get to feel good about being a, a national seed in that top eight, I think if we can split against Florida and Arkansas and go three and three or better, now and that's that's a that is going to be tough. I mean, these are two good teams, especially Florida. But if we can find a way to dig deep and get three of those games and and, and split it with them at least, I really like our chances. And, and again, that's largely because right now our, our RPI is so strong, number four nationally in college baseball. When they're when they're seeding these teams in, in the tournament, they lean heavily on RPI. And right now we are in really good shape. And even if we lose to Florida. Arkansas that's the number one and number six team in the country that's not going to hurt our RPI all that much I still think we'd be in pretty solid contention there for a super regional but if we go three and three I feel really good about that uh but you know so that's kind of where we sit right now and we did I did a show earlier in the season towards the beginning of conference play and kind of talking about how we got off to a really nice start uh, in the non-con. Really want to see if we could carry it through the conference slate, and we absolutely have. And it's it really has been a turnaround this season. If you look at the first four years under Scott Strick and you we go twenty-five and thirty, I think it was twenty-six, twenty-nine first in his first season. We go twenty-six and twenty-eight. We go twenty-seven and thirty, and then we go twenty-five and thirty-two. So we have not had a winning record in his first four years. Uh, but here we are right now in two thousand eighteen, and we are sitting very pretty, thirty four and fourteen. I mean, a massive turnaround here in year five. And I, I have to be honest with you guys, I I wasn't sure that I believed it was going to happen uh, when when we opened the season. I just I, I, I had, we had not seen anything to this point to lead us to believe that this team under Scott Strickland was going to be capable of that kind of turnaround. But I, I will gladly say that I was wrong here. 
Um, and we have, we've had a great season. Strickland has really turned things around. Uh, I think a big part of that is that we, we, we did have a lot of youth. You know, we, he, the team he inherited wasn't insanely talented. The recruiting had kind of dropped a little bit there. A lot of guys that we were counting on coming to be, being big-time players for us late in the perennial era. They end up going pro which uh, out of high school. Which definitely ends up hurting. And anyway, baseball recruiting, college baseball recruiting is very difficult because obviously you want to get the best players you possibly can. But a lot of times those those truly elite players, they end up going pro. And if you get a commitment from them, that's great, but they might not actually end up enrolling at your school. So you want to find like, it's tough. You want to find those players that are really, really good, but not quite good enough to go to, to uh, the pros out of high school. Um, so it, it's, it's a tough thing to do. It's, it's kind of tough to evaluate that, but we had some issues with that. We had a really young team last year, uh, guys like Michael Curry, Cam Shepard, uh, Bradley, uh, some guys that are really young and, and did some good things for us, but we were just young in a lot of spots, but now like, all those guys that got some serious playing time as young guys, as, as freshmen and sophomores last year, those guys are now veterans and, um, they, they've really responded well for us this year. It, the thing is, like, we really aren't particularly great at anything. Like, if you look at the statistics and where we rank across the board in the SEC, we aren't particularly great at anything. We really are not. I mean, if you look at, uh, let's see, let's pull up the, the batting average here. If you look at the batting average, uh, the team batting average here, we are right there in the middle. We're at number seven. We've got slugging percentage. Again, we're number nine. On base percentage, we're number eight. Run scored, number six. Hits, number eight. RBIs, number six. Uh, all across the board there, we're kind of like in the middle. We're middle of the pack there. If you look at pitching now, uh, pitching, I think we've been much better. If you look at our ERA, we're top four in the SEC with a three five two ERA. Uh, opposing batting average answers, we're, we're really good there. We're number two in the SEC uh, with our pitchers giving up a combined 227 to opposing hitters. So pitching has been much improved this year. I think that's the one thing where we have seen a, a tremendous level of improvement. Get a new pitching coach in here this year, and uh, it seems to have really paid off. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but, you know, if you look at the, again, across the board, outside of that, we're, we don't blow anyone away with our talent. We are just a really, really solid and very consistent team that shows up to play game in and game out. I mean, even the games that we've lost, especially in conference, have been tight. Uh, and there, a lot of those games were games that we had, but the bullpen blew them late. They blew the very late leads in the ninth inning. I, you know, the opening series against Alabama, you know, that first conference game, actually, that Friday night we had that game. Uh, we blow it late. Uh, Alabama ends up taking that first game, and now we come back and win the series on Saturday and Sunday. But we had that game there. Kentucky had a similar situation as well. And uh, one of those games, I believe it was the Friday night game against Kentucky as well. We blew that one. Or what was it? Yeah, it was the Friday night. One of those games that's Kentucky we blew. And there's a couple more, but those are the first two off the top of my head there. So those games that we have lost, like we've been competitive in every single game. We're not getting blown out. It's just not happening. Now, we did have that, like I said, that swing to Charleston early this season. That God, that was just, that was killer. But we've recovered really nicely. And, you know, uh, I, I have to give Scott Strickland credit there. You know, if you look at his track record the first four years, I was really concerned that we were in danger of letting the season get away from us. You, you go to Charleston, you think there'd be a, a, a time for us to kind of build some momentum and get some wins in the non-conference, get some quality road wins, but it just didn't work out that way. You lose four out of five, and I was afraid this team was just was just going to take a nosedive. But to Strickland's credit, he got this team um, back and ready to, ready to go and kind of got some momentum as we got into conference play. So this team has been really, really consistent. We don't blow people away with talent. Uh, but uh, we just we do all the little things. We 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 play really good defense. We move runners. We we move runners um, across the base pass. When we got a guy on third, we are able to get him home. We just do what we have to do. We get out of jams with our pitching staff. Does a really good job of getting out of jams. They might get themselves into. We do a good job of doing what we have to do to win baseball games. Uh, now, is this team a legitimate threat to make a run to Omaha in in the College World Series? 
I would love to say yes. Like I, I really, really would love to say that. And it wouldn't like I mean I wouldn't be completely shocked. I mean, heck, we're thirty four and fourteen right now, second place in the SEC. But if you look at this from a talent perspective, just straight talent up and down the roster, there are clearly more talented teams out there than what we put out there every game. So if you look at it that way, I'm not sure we are a true, legit threat to make it to Omaha. There are more talented teams, just to be honest. But saying that, that's been the case all year. And somehow this team has still found a way to go 15-9 in by far the toughest conference in the country. Uh, So look, I'm not going to sit here and predict that we're going to win a regional, win a super regional, and and get in the College World Series. But I don't think it's like ridiculous to suggest that's possible. I don't think it's. I certainly don't think it's out of the question. Uh, we're we're going to come up against teams that are probably more talented than us along the way. But again, this team has done a great job uh, in the in the clearly the toughest conference in the country against elite teams, against elite talent, and we, we're finding a way to win games. So why would why would we expect that to stop just because we're in the playoffs? I don't know why it would. Uh, but if we don't make it to the College World Series, if we somehow fall short, maybe if we even fall short in the regional. Uh, there's a couple things I'm looking at that could potentially hold this team back. Uh, I think we're really good. We're really solid across the board. But if there is one thing that I had to pinpoint that will hold us back from getting to Omaha, to me, it's pretty simple. It's just that we don't have that one lights-out dominant Friday starter that you are going to essentially just chalk up a win for your team every time he goes out there. We don't have a Casey Mize from Auburn or a Brady Singer from Florida. We just don't have that dominant number one starter that's just that's going to win every single time he, he goes out there uh, in, a, in, the, in a playoff series in the regional in a, in a super regional those guys are are so viable because you you know that when you throw that guy out there you are going to win i mean 99 percent of the time you are going to win those games now our, don't get me wrong our guys have been really good our staff has been really good and i do believe that uh true freshman emerson hancock who's our saturday starter right now I believe he will be that guy sooner rather than later. I really like his stuff, and it's just a matter of time before he becomes and he grows into that dominant number one starter. But he's just not quite there yet. Now, don't get me wrong. There's In any given game, that guy can pitch lights out, but he's just not a consistent dominant force on the mound yet as a true freshman. It's going to come. It's just not his time yet. Uh, and our Friday starter, Chase Atkins, he's been really solid. He has. He's been really solid, really consistent for us like the rest of the team has. But but Atkins, is, he's just not one of those guys that really strikes fear into opposing lines. He's a crafty pitcher. He knows how to pe- how to pitch. He knows how to locate his balls. He knows how to change speeds. He does a lot of those things really well. But he's not an overpowering guy that's just going to dominate teams uh, and strike fear into their heart every time he gets out there on the mound. Now, if you would have asked me earlier in the season, and I did say this uh, on the show that I did earlier in the year uh, on the baseball team, early season the bullpen was giving us some trouble so early in the year I would have said the bullpen was one of those uh kind of Achilles heels that would have held us back from making a run in the playoffs but I have to give those guys credit our bullpen has really improved throughout conference play and they have picked us up in multiple games here down the stretch and we're when we got a handful of guys it's just not one or two we have a handful of guys out there in the pen that just do great jobs with Zach Christofak all five foot nine is Zach Christofak uh, he's got right now he's got a two six two ERA and I love Zach Christofak man he's short dude but he comes out there and he he throws fire he's got a nasty curve uh, you know a tw- kind of a twelve six curve that just it's got some nasty movement and he's throwing it for strikes that dude is tough to hit came out struck out the side in the eighth inning against Georgia Tech and he just plays with that fire he comes out there he's just spitting fire love the guy uh, Tony Losey he's kind of a spot starter in the midweek uh, right now he's got a three nine five ERA and he's a guy that's again got he's 
kind of like Christopher Ackerman. He's got great stuff. He's not as consistent with. I think Losey has starter potential down the road. He has really good stuff, and I mean, he, he's got a heater, man. He, he can he can get it up into the high nineties. I mean, not consistently high nineties, more consistently in the mid nineties. But he can he can. He can uh, kind of grease it up and get there in the high 90s. Um, bigger guy, about 6'3", 6'4". But I really like what I've seen out of him. Uh, Ryan Webb is a guy who was starting for us uh, for most of the season. He's about half of the conference slate uh, as our Sunday starter. He's now gotten moved into the bullpen. Uh, Kevin Smith, who kind of lost that that uh, third starter role early in the season to Webb, he's now come in. He's playing really well for us, pitching well in that Sunday role, doing a really great job for us. Well, Proctor's had a really nice season at 2.52 ERA. Uh, CJ Smith right now is uh, 0.68 ERA in 11 appearances. He's been a really, he had a nice start for us the other day. Uh, so, I mean, I really like those guys. And you got to mention, look, our, our, I don't know if you guys realize, if you haven't watched much of our, our baseball team play, uh, our closer is our third baseman, Aaron Shunk. And for a while there, his ERA was under one. Had a couple games past couple weeks where he's given a run or two here. But his ERA is still under 2.5. is at 2.49 right now. Uh, he's got 15 appearances, seven saves on the year. He's been a really good player for us there. And he's a great third baseman as well and a really nice piece in the lineup as well. He's in the two-hole right now where he has for most of the season, hitting over 300. So, you know, this team uh, has really improved throughout the season, all, kind of across the board, but the bullpen in particular has done a great job. And, you know, there are, if you get to the bottom of our lineup, you know, we're not particularly strong there. Uh, but one through five, I would say we're... I don't want to maybe not as good as anybody, but one through five, all those guys hit over 500. I mean, you've got Tucker, well, Tucker Bradley was hitting over, five, oh, I'm over 500, over 300, my bad there. Tucker Bradley was hitting over 300. He's just barely dropped under 300. He's now at 298. You got Shunk in the two hole at 314. You got Keegan McGovern, uh, who was, who was right up. He's been up there in the lead, near the league, league's lead for home runs all year right now. He's kind of tailed off of the power a little bit. He's got 13 homers, 40 RBIs, hitting 315 right now. Michael Curry in the four hole, cleaning everything up, hitting 321 uh, with eight homers, 43 RBIs. Adam Sasser, if you, some of you guys have to catch a game on the SEC, SEC Network last Thursday against Missouri, popped three homers in that first game. Was the national, not just SEC, but national player of the week. And he's really coming on right now. He actually leads the team in average, 338. He's was hitting the six hole. We moved him up to the five hole right now. He's got eight homers on the year now, 39 RBI. So right there, we're really strong. Now we get to the bottom of the lineup. You got Tucker Maxwell who's hitting 227. The guy struggles from the from the plate. And uh, you know, Cam Shepard is a guy as a true freshman last year, really played well for us. One of our better hitters last year. He's just having a tough sophomore campaign. Still a good player, still a good hitter. He just hasn't put it all together this year. He's hitting 254 right now. And then you got LJ Talley. In the eight hole, hitting 259. Uh, you got Mason Meadows, who's playing catcher for us this year, also hitting 312. He's really come on strong lately and, and been a valuable piece for us there, hitting in uh, hitting that six and seven hole. Uh, it's kind of interchangeable there, but I, I, I like what we have through most of the lineup. When we get to the end, it's like most teams, we're not as strong. We're not, we're not like Florida. Florida, I mean, Florida is just crazy good. I mean, they got incredible pitching. Their their lineup up and down the roster is just it's crazy good. Uh, but hey, we're no slouch ourselves. If, if we get the right matchups, we can absolutely beat anybody. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But we do, as I said at the outset here, we have two huge series that are really going to kind of determine what our postseason fate's going to be here. Are we going to host end up hosting a region, which I think we probably will. But more importantly right now, are we going to get into that top eight and host a super regional if we get through the regional? If we Again, if we go three and three, I feel really good about our chances. We just got to find a way. Got to dig deep and do what we've been doing all year. And just, you know, don't look at the rate, the ranking. Just go play our game, do what we've been doing, and, and just see what we can pull out here. Especially when we get Arkansas at home. I think we have a good chance that we've had. We've been 
really good at home. Uh, Florida, that's going to be an uphill battle. It's going to be tough. But if we can sneak one there, get one game, steal one there, and then come home and, and take care of business and win the series in Arkansas, I think we'll be in pretty good shape there. All right, so there's some baseball talk, but I do also want to throw some love to the tennis dogs as well. Uh, we're kind of we're we're in the the NCAA tournament now. I mean, it's tournament time in men's and women's tennis. The men's team, and we discussed this a little bit earlier in the spring. Uh, you know, I, I love Georgia tennis. I go to every every home match, men and women. My wife and I, we we love going out there and watching. I, I suck at tennis, uh, but we love watching it. And but right now, our men's team, who is in my opinion, always typically year in year out the most consistently great team on ca- program on campus but right now it's not one of those years we are still in the midst of uh our worst season in quite some time we're 13 and 10 this season and this is coming after a final four berth last year in the NCAA tournament and guys if you're not aware of this we returned every single player from that team every single player came back from a final four team and we got the the greatest coach in the history of college tennis and Manny Diaz it just hasn't been our year that we've had a, it's been a combination of injuries and attrition when a guy that god he was a, he was a shooting star a couple years back Paul Oosterbahn right in the Towards the beginning of conference play, he announces he's going pro. There's just some things going down there. We don't really know the entire story, but he leaves the team. He had, he had a serious injury um, uh, towards the beginning of his junior year and just never kind of reached the potential that he would, that he seemed destined for coming out of his sophomore year. Uh, and it just kind of, you know, things didn't go as well for him. didn't go like he wanted to, and he ends up leaving the team. That hurt. And then two of our top singles players, Walker Duncan and Robert Loeb, get hurt in the middle of the, of the conference slate. Uh, so we're down two single starters. Uh, Loeb was a guy who Matt, who was in the finals with Jan Zielinski last year, the finals uh, of the doubles tournament, and one of our, one of our two best doubles players. And he goes out, so that not only does it mess our singles lineup up, but it throws our doubles lineup into disarray. And we were just we were a mess. We were a mess there for a good portion of the SEC schedule. Uh, but the good thing is we are finally healthy. And when this team is healthy, as we showed last year and as we showed at times early in the season this year, we are good enough to beat anybody when we are healthy. We beat number two Ohio State earlier in the season. That is the kind of team that we can be when we are humming and everyone is healthy. And now we are healthy. Now is everyone humming? Um, you know, are we getting in? Have we gotten into a rhythm now? You got a little bit of time off after the SEC tournament? I don't know the answer to that. We're going to find out on Friday night because on Friday we start uh, the the regional part of the NCAA tournament. In Norman, it's the first time in since forever since I've been really following Georgia tennis closely that we have not hosted or the men have not hosted a regional. Uh, that goes to the top sixteen teams. We came in about number eighteen, so we are heading to Norman, Oklahoma, uh, and then basically we have four teams there, and we're we're playing Minnesota in the first round on Friday. If we win that game, we'll play the winner of Oklahoma, who I believe is the fifteen seed, and Utah probably going to be Oklahoma. Uh, but I, look, man, I, I have to say, I have to imagine that Oklahoma was not too thrilled with their draw getting us in their regional because they have to know, like, you know, when we're healthy, which we seem to be right now, we're going to be tough to beat. And I just have to imagine that they were not thrilled to see our name there in their draw because we are going to be anybody in the country when we are playing our game. Uh, it's going to be tough to play at Oklahoma, there's no doubt. But look, we, we've got a good chance to make it out of that region. I'm not going to sit here and say it's going to happen because we've just been so up and down this year. But we have a good chance to make it out of that regional. Uh, really, the key for us on the men's side of things is to win the doubles point. If we win, we just don't have that dominant number one singles player right now. Wayne Montgomery is playing there for us, and he's a really good player. He's been competitive at number one. Now, you put Wayne Montgomery at number two, and he's going to win the vast majority of the times he goes out there. But he's just not quite a number one singles caliber player. He's always very competitive there, but he just doesn't 
quite get over that hump against some of the elite talent in this con- in the country. You know, he 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 puts up a fight, man. I love Wayne. He's a senior now, but you, you usually got to say you, I don't want to say you can expect it to be a loss, but we're always gonna have a, we've had a tough time all season winning at number one singles. Jan Zelinski was playing four and five early in the year in singles, and now up to number two, he's playing really well for us. Got Neil Reinberg playing three. Hopefully, Walker Duncan's healthy. I think he is right now. He came back in the SEC tournament. Uh, he didn't play doubles and singles in any one match. Played doubles one match. Played singles another match. Um, but if he's back healthy, uh, he can play four or five. Pro- chances are he'll probably play five, which put Robert Loeb at six. And I really like those lower courts for us, four, five, and six. Uh, but it's, it's those upper courts that we're going to have trouble with against truly elite talent. I don't think Oklahoma – they're not an elite team this year. They have been in the past. They've, been, they've really turned into a good program. But uh, I, I think we have a, a really good shot there. But the key for us is to win that doubles one. So if you're paying attention to it on Friday, if you're paying attention on Saturday, if we're fortunate enough to win on Friday – pay attention to that doubles points. If we win that, I feel good about our chances. If we lose that doubles point, it means we have to win four of the six singles matches, which for us, when we struggle on court one like we have, and and court two at times this year, uh, that's going to be an uphill climb. But uh, hopefully we can get that and uh, get some things done there. Uh, But look, even if we were able to get out of the Oklahoma Regional, that's great. I think we can absolutely beat them. I think we can win this Regional and get into the Sweet 16. But if we win, if we beat Oklahoma, the problem is when we get to the Sweet 16, uh, which will be held at, at uh, Wake Forest this year. Ohio State would be awaiting us in that in that round. Which we hey we beat them once this year when we were healthy and we can do it again. But uh, it's a really good team there. Now the women's team they have a great draw. Uh, they are the number seven seed uh, nationally. They are hosting this week and they'll be hosting Friday, playing Georgia State and then also playing Saturday as, as well. Playing three o'clock on Friday, three o'clock on Saturday. If you have a chance to make it out, if you're in the Athens area. Uh, not, if we make it out of this regional, which we should, the the ladies should probably play. If all things go according to plan and play down, if if it's uh, if, if it's chalk across the board, we'll likely play number ten seed South Carolina. Now we did lose them earlier in the season, but to be fair, we were not at full strength in that game. I, I really believe that we're a better team than them. I really do. I mean, I was there, watched that match. When we're healthy, we are better than them. We kind of had to switch our lineup a little bit there when we had a few girls out, particularly Marta Gonzalez, our number three singles player. But if we were able to beat South Carolina and get to the Elite Eight, if you win that and you're in the Elite Eight, anything can happen when you get there. Now, we'd probably, if, if things are all chalk, have to play number two seed North Carolina. But if we play up to our potential, we can beat them. I'm not going to sit here and and predict that, but we'd have a really good chance. So I really like the draw that the ladies have. I think they can make a run here. We have a beast playing on court number one, true freshman Katarina Jokic from Bosnia. The girl is just incredible. Now, there are times where she kind of not as consistent as you as you would like, but hey, that's a true freshman. This girl has some elite talent. I mean, she's she's got great range. She's got a crazy powerful backhand. I mean, it's ridiculous for a true freshman. So she's got a bright future, and she, she has played – against the elite of the elite this year in the SEC, uh, and she has more than held her own. She was ranked inside the top 10 for the vast majority of the year as a true freshman. Right now, she's sitting at number 12 nationally, but she gives us a chance to win every single time out on court one. Then uh, we've got a, a crafty, just a really good veteran player, a senior on court number two, uh, Kennedy Schaefer. It's just, she's just so fun to watch out there. She loves playing tennis. She's Got a lot of spunk to her, and just, so if you get a chance to make it out there, I definitely encourage you to watch her and Katarina on court one and two. But we're really strong on courts five and six. Uh, Mariana Gould has just had an incredibly, incredibly strong 
uh, senior campaign. And then we've got Morgan Kopic as a true freshman on court six, and she's just been fantastic down there. I mean, she's just been killing it at court six. Most of the the, lady, the girls who play against her are just no match for her. So five and six, we have been really, really strong down there. Uh, so if we can, you know, we can kind of, I don't want to say we're going to count those as wins, but I feel really strong about winning courts five and six. If Ellen Christofi uh, is playing really well, and really Mariana Gould, she's kind of moved, the last couple of matches, she moved to court four. You got Elena Christofi playing court five. And Elena is a really good player in her own right. She was a freshman of the year last year in the SEC. She was playing court two most of the year. Uh, she hasn't had a, as strong of a sophomore campaign, but she's still a really, really good player. If you have her playing at court five, girl was a freshman of the year in the conference last year in an elite tennis conference. I uh, was playing court two last year. She's playing court five. Uh, that means other girls have really raised their game. So I really like what we've got in the lower courts with the ladies. Uh, so if Kennedy can, can play strong force there and her, as a veteran presence on court two, kind of be that anchor. And Katarina is going to be a really competitive match in and match out at court one. So I really think the girls have a great chance to make a run. They probably have a better chance to make a run than the men do. Uh, I think the guys are a really, really talented team when healthy. It's just, you know, when we hurt ourselves so badly in the regular season and end up like the 18 seed uh, or whatever it is, that just means it's, we're going to have a, a lot tougher road to get there as evidenced by having to play at Oklahoma here to open the tournament. And then if we get to the Sweet 16 and Wake Forest having to play uh, or in Winston-Salem, having to play Ohio State, the number two, number three team in the country here. So, uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I love tennis, and I'll definitely be keeping you guys abreast of what's going on on Twitter. So if you're interested, just follow me on Twitter this weekend, at Glory underscore UJ, and I'll keep you guys up to date with what's going down with both the men's and the women's tennis team as they enter the NCAA tournament. So good luck to to both squads there. I really hope that we make a run because uh, the summer, the, the late spring, early summer is a lot more fun when uh, when tennis is well. I mean, last summer when the, the guys made that run of the Final Four, I mean, it was, it was incredible, especially it being here in Athens, which was awesome. Uh, so you know hopefully we can make a run here and as I said I'll keep you guys abreast of what's going on just follow us on Twitter alright guys that does it for us here today or does it for me here today on the Glory UJ podcast sorry that we had to run solo here today but I didn't want to leave you guys hanging obviously it's not ideal for me to just sit here and kind of monologue myself it always feels kind of weird but want to give you guys at least a little something to listen to on your ride home or ride, ride to work uh, so Curtis will be back next week. Have no fear. He will be back, barring any classic and family emergencies popping up. But I'm Tyler. Thanks for listening. And as always, guys, go dogs. <laughs>